Good evening and welcome to the digital campus of the Newark United Pentecostal Church. We're beginning a new series on doors in the Bible. I start things off tonight with the subject, I am the door. Our scripture this evening is from a discourse by Jesus found in John chapter 10. I'll be using the King James Version for this study and uh, we will begin with the first verse. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. Now let's skip down to verse seven. Then said Jesus unto them again, verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. If by me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. The thief cometh not, but for to kill, steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. In this passage of scripture, uh, we find Jesus describing himself in a fashion readily understandable in an agrarian society, particularly one in which sheep and shepherds played such a big role. Even the tradesman, the town merchant, the temple priest, uh, though they may have never spent a night with flocks, uh, had a, a general knowledge of this aspect of that part of the economy. The phrase, I am the door, should have been well understood by that original audience, at least in its usual sense then. To examine this for our society, let me lay a little groundwork from things familiar back then that may not be as well understood by our urban, mechanized, digital society. First, the word translated door in the King James Version and gate in the New Living Translation is either way properly interpreted from the Greek. Both of those meanings make up the definition of the word that is used here. In, in many ways, a, a door and a gate fill the same function, just in different settings. In English, the word door, which I will use, means, uh, according to Merriam-Webster, first, they say it is a usually a swinging or a sliding barrier by which an entry is closed and opened. And then another definition of it is the doorway. Instead of saying the doorway, they just use the term door. So a door can be either the portal through a wall 
or the barrier which blocks that portal. And context determines which is meant. Uh, just go through that door speaks of the opening in the wall. And close the door speaks of uh, the movable or designates the movable obstruction, a slab of wood or metal or, or some such, uh, which fills that opening. Jesus is here describing, first of all, the door as an entrance of a sheepfold or as it's some call, sometimes called a sheepcoat. Uh, also implicit and used in this is that he is simultaneously serving as the barrier at the entrance. We'll cover that as we go along here. Now, the sheepfold in ancient Palestine was often just a rock wall enclosure of made up of loosely stacked stones. Uh, such construction allowed for easy repairs without having to haul along a lot of tools. All you've got to do is stack up the rocks that may have fallen down and uh, make it higher as uh, time goes by. Uh, in Palestine, they generally have a good supply of uh, rocks around somewhere close. Uh, and this roof, roof Roofless building provided protection against thieves and robbers, and uh, as well as wolves and uh, other animals of prey. They may have also occasionally used caves as a, a part of the shelter, uh, building out from it, and that would give them some more protection from the weather. And it was uh, not unusual to heap thorny brushwood along the tops of the stone walls as an added layer of protection against marauders. At the time Jesus gave the parable, and he called it that in verse 6, Israel had been in this land for about 1,500 years. There had been time to construct sheepfolds in, in many places throughout the nation. In fact, Moses had given direction in Numbers 32, verse 24, for the people to build sheepfolds. So they were available to whatever shepherd might be in that area. The enclosure had one opening, the door of the sheepfold, for the sheep to come in and go out. The shepherd then could visually inspect each of the sheep as it passed under his rod uh, to be counted at the door as they entered for the night. And then in the morning, the shepherd would call his sheep. They would exit the fold because they knew his voice and they would follow him, their regular shepherd. It was at this opening that the shepherd would lie down at night to sleep. In order for a thief or a wolf to come in after the sheep, he would have to climb over the shepherd at the door. Who was the door? You see how I used one word in two different contexts in a single sentence there? 
Now, let's look at what Jesus was trying to get across to these people who often didn't want to understand. First, he established that there is a proper way to do things. And if it's not done properly, it constitutes a crime. The shepherd used the door while crooks and thieves and robbers tried to come in some other way. In verse 7, he declared that he is the way into a place of safety. I'm the door. He continued to elaborate on this thing, this theme of those whose teachings were contrary to his. By presenting another way of salvation, they were guilty of causing death and destruction. This actually laid a foundation for, uh, and an illustration for Jesus' declaration in John 14 and verse 6, when he said that he is the way, not just the path, but also the, the entrance to that path. He's the way, the truth, and the life, and that no man comes to the Father but by him. The only portal or door into the sheepfold of God's salvation is Jesus. We may all travel various roads coming to Jesus, some a lot bumpier or more muddy than others. But once we get to him, there's only one way in. He is the door. Anything else has already been declared a crime in the courts of heaven. In verse 10, he laid out the, the stark contrast between his goals and the goals of others who presented a different way. While others had aims to steal and kill and destroy, his goal was not only to ensure life, but life on a plane otherwise unimaginable and also unobtainable. Then in the next verse, he began to present the picture of himself as the door defined as blocking off the portal. The sheepfold is a place of safety because the way can be closed off. If I can put his physical teaching of being the door by sleeping in the entranceway and in another vernacular by his very location, the shepherd declared without words, before you can get to them, you have to come through me. Another way of expressing this commitment to the safety of the sheep would be over my dead body. Of course, this shepherd's enemies did kill him. <laughs> Their only problem was he would not stay dead. In Zechariah 13 and 7, the prophet declared, Smite the shepherd, and the sheep shall be scattered. 
It's reported in Matthew 26 and Mark 14 that on the night he was arrested, Jesus quoted from this verse. Before the night was over, he was taken prisoner and his disciples were indeed scattered. It appeared that the door had been breached and the wolves were free to wreak havoc without hindrance. But that was not the end of the story. No matter what losses and depredations might have seemed inevitable from the crucifixion of Jesus, the, the end of everything, they were nailing the door shut. The hinges of God's plan were well oiled. On the third day, he proved that he was the door and not some stone that was rolled over the tomb. A thousand years before, a lion and a bear thought that they had triumphed and were making away with their prey. When another shepherd, also a son of Judah, David by name, chased them down and took back what was his. First Samuel chapter 17, verses 34 through 37, tells that story as a prelude to the fall of Goliath. David and Jesus both appeared to suffer great loss, but in the end wound up with unimaginable power. The shepherd boy became the king of God's earthly people. The teacher, who was God become man, became what he as God had always been, the king of eternity and the savior of all who believe. He is indeed the door of entry to salvation and the door of protection to his flock. Shall we pray? Jesus, great shepherd of the flock of the Almighty, we come to you for protection from the dangers that lurk on every hand. We know that you are the door to all we need. Through you, we pass from a life of death to an undying life, and you alone can deliver on that promise. We find in you a hiding place from the wind and a shelter from the storm. You are a river of water in the desert of our lives and the shadow of a mighty rock in a scorching, weary land. In you, we can find peace and safety and a barrier against the forces that would destroy us. Lord, help us realize that you have provided for us. Help us, Lord, to have enough sense to go through the door that you are, to partake of all you have prepared. Be with us and let us be with you. 
We ask it in your name, dear Jesus. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us, and we invite you to be with us again tomorrow evening when we continue our study series on the doors of the Bible. God bless you.